This is Basket Case Clubs, CPR Group's podcast where we turn basket case clubs into showcase clubs. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Basket Case Clubs. Joining me as usual is Steve Connolly. Steve, how are you doing? G'day Mick, I'm really well. Good to be back. It's uh, been a little while between drinks, but we're really looking forward to presenting an awesome interview today with one of our favourite people in the world. Yes, Janita Payton is now the ex-president of BMX Queensland. So there have been two major changes. Steve, you weren't at the AGM that I had the pleasure of attending uh, which ended up being Janita's outgoing AGM. So t- the two things that are really important that have happened since our interview with Janita is number one, Janita was not re-elected as president this year of, of BMX Queensland. And number two, she was also made a life member. So she had <laughs> no idea that that was coming. We'd been talking in the days up, the days leading up to the AGM about what this agenda item about life members was going to be about. And as we'll discuss during the interview, there's all the, the, the transition from BMX into old cycling in Australia. And so yeah, we were thinking, well, maybe it's, well, how are we going to have the life members recognised post the introduction of old cycling, all the life members <laughs> existing <laughs> And it turns out, no, that's not what cheeky buggers up north <laughs> been planning. Wow. That's, um, yeah, certainly a really good example of not knowing what could happen on the day. Exactly. So that was the 4th of July. It turns out that there weren't too many fireworks. It was a pretty good AGM, but this was all in the lead up to that. And Janita has some fantastic things to say. So rather than us talking about them, Steve, why don't we let Janita tell us her story for herself? Absolutely. Enjoy. Joining us now is Janita Payton. Janita is currently the president of BMX Queensland. Welcome to Basket Case Clubs, Janita. Hi, guys. It's an absolute honour to have you with us. I remember the first time I ever heard about this Janita lady, I was in Mackay and it was somebody from Walkerston BMX Club who were in a workshop there and talking about all things good governance and how to run good meetings. And it was fascinating how often this person's name kept coming up about being an oracle of good information. And so when I finally got to meet you, I think I actually gave you a cuddle. I said, oh, you're Janita. I was so happy to meet you. Yeah, I can think. And I probably had a horrified look on my face. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who's this bloke coming to throw his arms around me? (laughs) who's this space nut that's coming up to talk to me i don't wear it on my sleeve that much do i obviously i do (laughs) yeah yeah. well sitting in in front of the table was a lovely little space shuttle yeah before we started the meeting that's a story for another day anyway back to you janita so tell us how did you become president of bmx queens and what was your progression to get to what some might call the, the top Okay, well, I started in the sport when my children decided, and my husband decided to race way back in hmm, 2001 or something like that. Had a go at trying to ride a bike, a BMX bike, fell off four times around one lap and thought, yeah, I'll leave the bike riding to them. I'll go the the committee side. So I did various club positions, you know, on the committee, you know, everything from canteen convener through to secretary, registrar, the whole kit and caboodle, um, and then got offered the opportunity in 2009 to actually go and do national uh, national level officiating courses, you know, so that I could officiate at nationals and, and all the higher things, and that sort of triggered my curiosity and all that sort of stuff, and I sort of thought, hmm, I, I like that sort of thing, so I, I did that, and then from there, I basically 
ended up on the board of BMX Queensland because I had the, the national level officiating. I started off as the um, assistant state registrar, then the state registrar, which are not actually on the board, but they're, they're sort of an offshoot of the board. So I went into secretary to start with and learned all the governance and all that sort of stuff. I went into the vice president's role and then into the president's role. People seeing something in me that I probably didn't see myself. I was just working, doing my work and enjoying it. Just quickly, what, what do you think it was that kept you on that path of progressing up to eventually becoming the president? I think basically I had a vision for the sport and where I wanted it to be. And it wasn't, I had a passion for the sport. The, the family that plays together stays together. And my children, my two boys were, were really ingrained in it. Um, so I, I sort of could see the progression in this, this sport. And it, it's, 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 oh, it's just an exciting sport. And it's for everybody. Like, I mean, our youngest kids are 18 months old. We've got a, a right up to a 71-year-old racing. And I still do have this vision of where I'd, I'd like it to end up or where I'd like it to go. I'd like it to be, you know, recognised for the excitement and everything that the sport really is, but also that it's like a, a big family. We've seen, I know you have as well, we've seen some interesting characters in BMX and I often say that I've met, I've never met anyone who got involved in a club to ruin the club for the purposes of ruining the club. But I've seen people who've been involved in clubs who've ruined them. And from your perspective, because you've been a parent in the sport, you are a high level official in the sport and a high level governance official in the sport. Do you think that there are any common elements among within the BMX community that sometimes lead people down the path that, that creates a bit of trouble or a bit of angst in clubs? I think if you go in and I see a lot of people who go in with an agenda, whether it be to improve their own rider or or they think they know, like they don't, they haven't got that. BMX is an individual sport, like, you know, because you can only fit one bike rider on a bike. I'm on a bike, yeah. Yeah, but in, in amongst that, it, it's sort of like the, the, the different groups, the ages and all that sort of thing are all like a big family. And if you get someone who comes into there and just doesn't, comes into the, the atmosphere and doesn't want to play nice with everyone else because of whatever agenda. I think it's basically if they come in with agendas, like they, they come in with it, they think their kid's the best or they're, they're not getting it as much as someone else is. And So often the parents try to live vicariously through their kids? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, unfortunately, it, it, you see it all the time. You see the parent up on the top of the, the hill or and, and probably in, in many sports, not just BMX, but in our case, you know, you see the parent up there and they're literally riding the bike from the sideline. And you feel like turning around and saying to them, you get on a bloody bike and you try and do that. <laughs> Without falling off four times in your first lap. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was oh, that was atrocious. I had gravel rash like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Janita, where do you think you have the most fun? On the track or in the boardroom? Well, I absolutely, without a doubt, love being out on track. But having said that, with the people that I've served with, with the board... I can honestly say I have, obviously, we all have differences of opinions and sometimes I, I don't understand what some of past board members' track has been, you know, like we talk about agendas and things like that, but I can honestly say we do have a lot of fun in the boardroom as well. Although we, we do work very operational on our board, 
but we've talked about that go before. On. Go on, yes, <laughs> go on. And that's one of the visions that I would have liked to have seen happen to build BMX Queensland as it was to the to get the bigger picture so that we could afford to have more operational staff because that that board is and to this day is still very operational that it, we can't get any further because we we're so busy trying to get the the day-to-day stuff we should be able to make the decisions and hand them off to to a, you know our events people and all that sort of stuff and they actually do it yeah whereas we we have haven't got to that level so this is kind of a watershed time for BMX in Queensland well for BMX in Australia because right now we've got what three and a bit months left of BMX Queensland even being a thing so for those of our listeners who don't know what's going on there's a a, a part of sport Australia called one management that is seeking to create more of a unified model in sport in Australia and Steve and I have discussed, I won't say complained about, we have discussed the federated model of sport in Australia and its shortcomings and missed opportunities perhaps in sticking with that model. But there's only a few months left of, for BMX here. So can you tell us about the goods and bads in your opinion, and particularly from your perspective in your level of, with your level of oversight from the presidential seat of the transition so far? The goods and bads about the transition altogether. The goods are having having our disciplines combining together. We've got you know that vision that I have of us becoming more independent. You know, um, recognizing and and being picked up by more sponsorship, but major sponsorship and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, it, that's the good points. I suppose the bad side of it. There's there's so much that we don't know what it's going to look like when it's finished. What's going to happen next? Yeah, how's this going to work? How's that going to work? Um, for instance, Queensland BMX is the only only state that has zones, and there's yeah, like a, the members are coming back. What's going to happen to our regional committees? You know, and and they're asking all these sort of questions, which can't really be answered at the moment because I don't know. I suppose there's that sort of stuff, the, the fear of the unknown of how it's going to... I think it'll work. I do think it'll work, but I think it'll be a little bit rough to start with. Our board at the moment is part of the family, is very, you know, um, we travel. We're from our one... We've got one board member as far north as Port Douglas and um, our others are, you know, like down the coast right down into Brisbane. So... We've got that sort of coverage, but with OzCycle, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, so, and with OzCycle, there's only going to be three BMX people on that, that board, plus three cycling people, plus three mountain biking people. So, you know, the representation, is there going to be some of that personal contact and all that sort of stuff? Is it going to fade away, you know? Imagining that it's Christmas 2021, and Oz Cycling has been an overwhelming success. If we were to look back from there, what do you think would be the ingredients that made it so good? I think we have to have continuity between all the, the disciplines. Like to make it successful, we need to have all the disciplines all on par together, like even with even weighted. Like, you know, that there's no one dominant one dominant discipline because... That has probably been the biggest uh, biggest barrier to all all the disciplines coming together previously. Um, one particular discipline um, we call them the snobs. They, they 
No, not at us dirt riders. Uh, well, well, we're the well, we actually get called the Bogan cousins. So really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just yeah, and and there is there is sort of an element, and even now, and it's really funny. Um, as much as I really I really get on really really well with the other disciplines presidents. They still have a have a joke about yeah you know, oh use lot you know you get dirt it's like you know I mean yeah you you only ride two and a half thousand dollar bikes ours are ten grand you know how stupid are you but and we get on really really well like I, I I'm saying that tongue in cheek but there is that there is that underlying you know that some disciplines are are of a of a uh, higher quality or a different social standing to other disciplines and and that sort of stuff. The road and track and and the cycling side of it is has been established for a long time, which tends to give them an air of superiority. When really the BMX and mountain biking have got a bigger membership to even that out that all out along the way that you know they need us as much as we, we, you know, we need their high performance program, but they need our juniors. So 12 months down the track, if it's been really, really successful, it'll be because they've merged all those programs in and given every, every discipline an even weight and, and recognised the advantages of the different disciplines and how they can bring juniors yeah, we might get the juniors in at BMX and mountain biking level, particularly BMX, and then develop them and pinpoint the, the kids where the talents are that may go to road and track and velodrome, whereas some of the dirt jumpers and all that sort of stuff can do the BMX and the, yeah. That, so that it, it'll be a merging of the, those programs to be successful. So from your perspective, because you've been more involved in the consultation than most people in clubs, for instance, have had the opportunity to be so through the, the old cycling transition for the last couple of years almost now, unified or federated when it comes to sport, which is better? I would like to say unified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's a but coming. <laughs> I'd rather that everyone wanted to do it than to be told to do it. The romantic in me um, wants everyone to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna happen but uh, you know like I'm uh, predominantly a pleaser so I'd like everyone to be happy I'd like everyone to get good outcomes and all that sort of stuff which probably isn't gonna happen if we could go back in time do you think that this journey could have been done better oh most definitely there could have been more ducks in a row particularly with our our uh, Cycling Australia get their problems that they have with their states and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of angst over finances and all that. That could have been looked at and sort of cleared up a little bit first before they dove in with all the others. And the other thing that that sort of really annoyed the people was that uh, an Oz Cycling website and everything all popped up before they were even talked. Talk. Yeah, told about what was happening. All of a sudden, this Oz cycling was all happening, and it all popped up on on the the website, and they could read all this stuff that they had they hadn't had any information about it. You know, through their sport. Well, let's hope that we are sitting here at Christmas next year, and it's all a resounding success, and everybody and everybody is happy, Janita. I'd like to round out the discussion about more on you and. There's a big push at the moment uh, right across sport in Australia for increasing female participation in sport. So we've had some fantastic success. Take the Australian women's cricket team's success at the beginning of the year, for instance, that create really high profile wins for women in sport. I, th- I think, though, that the unsung heroes are our, our board members who who get to to 
to play with the boys and who get to do a really good job and sometimes even get a chance to show them up. So from your perspective, Janita, for anyone else who's on a journey in sport and, and particularly for any, any women out there who are interested in taking a journey that is both on field, on track, so the, the delivery of the sport, but also through the coaching and, and the governance sides of sport as well, what sorts of advice would you have for those people? I really don't... <laughs> I don't see a man and a woman like yeah I, I actually see someone for for what what they can bring to the sport when I was a, a kid and then while I was growing up as I was going through uni and all that sort of stuff I had a very um, I suppose strong grandmother who always said to me um, Janita put yourself walk a mile in that person's shoes before you you judge and she also said, anyone who comes in within 10 feet of you, imagine they have a sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. So I don't really care whether it's a male or a female. Um, me being a female, I think my strong points are that I can put myself in that other person's shoes and have a look at where they're coming from. I think as a female, yeah, in a male, predominantly male sport, I, I think you just have to sort of be strong in the way that and, and have the conviction and have a vision for what you want to do and work towards the vision. There'll be a lot of, um, yeah, like I, I've sat in a board meeting and Michael said something to me at one stage and I fell apart and in tears. <laughs> but yeah, and that's a woman thing. But, um, but, oh, I, know, saw but your, I saw your predecessor do exactly the same thing in your seat, exactly the same thing one year before. Yeah, and yeah, and he was male. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so you know, like, um, don't be afraid of your emotions. You know, like, if you're if to show your emotions is not weak. Um, a lot of women think that it is weak. It's not weak. It's a case of um, when something like that happens, it's because it, it something triggers it. Whether it be frustration, whether it be um, jubilant joy. Um, yeah, so so you've got to show those those emotions because when you're passionate about something, it brings the emotions out in you. But, but yeah, basically, the, it, it's just be strong and keep going. If you've got a vision and you've got to just work for it, you put your blinkers on and head towards that that vision. If um, and it's good to have people around you that share the vision, share what you want to do. It's pretty good advice. That is wonderful, sure. Janita. Over the last 10, 10 years, your group, and particularly you two gentlemen, um, your support and your guidance with, with BMX Queensland has been absolutely invaluable. Just, it's just been absolutely amazing. We do really appreciate it. Um, you probably don't realise how much difference and how much stress you relieve, uh, when we, particularly when we ring up. And Michael's copped me on the phone before, just, <laughs> what are Everything from when a board member really pisses me off, <laughs> but the uh, but right down to all the little nitty gritty things and you know people arguing and fighting and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, we really really appreciate it, and I really hope that Oz Cycling um, has the 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 presence of mind to realise how valuable you guys are. Well, as I said to you on the phone the other day, Janita, it's an absolute pleasure all the time. We're very, very happy to prioritise giving you the, all the support and guidance that we possibly can. Oh, it is just extremely appreciated. It's really great. And we don't mind you telling us, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, no, don't do that. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, that makes it fun. Yeah, yeah. Never a dull moment.
Janita, you are a wonderful sport. You are wonderful at your sport. And we have really enjoyed giving you support. I just made all of that up. I wish I'd prepared that. That was good. (laughs) It has been an honour and a privilege to work with you up until this point. We look forward to the, the final stages of BMX Queensland and we'll all be there saluting somehow at the going down of the sun on the 30th of September. So congratulations on everything that you've achieved. Thank you for your wonderful words of wisdom with us today. And I look forward to seeing you at the AGM. Thank you again, Janita. Thanks, Janita. See you, Janita. Bye. So some of the final words from Janita Payton as she's the outgoing president of BMX Queensland. Isn't she just such a, such a trooper, Steve? Yeah, I'll be the one to admit that the interview was quite a bit longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> Given that both of us like to talk, then spoke to Janita, who also likes to talk, did the interview together. It, yeah, it was a little longer than that. But there, I tell you what, she is such a great example of a person who's done almost everything in a sport and still lives and breathes it and has so much passion for making the sport better for her having been involved. And I often use Janita, even if not by name, as an example in talking with other volunteers in clubland or even uh, at the state governing body level as a great example of someone who, yeah, really cares about their sport and wants to make it better for them being involved. Yeah, and look, one of the things that we really didn't touch on in the interview that we could have, and it's certainly something that I have challenged this board about quite significantly, is the blurring of the line between governance and operations. That was really Mm. easy to pick up, that there was almost a level of sheepish sheepish discomfort or something when Janita was happy to admit that she just loves her time on the track, and that's great, but found it then difficult to get out of the the, the on-track mentality to go and be the ambassadorial role of president. It's really interesting when we talk with people who have filled a number of roles in a sport or in an organisation about that need to separate the governance and, op- governance and operations and the need to split their time if they're filling more than one role, you know, one above the line and one below the line. And often people say, if they're in a president role, for example, and they're doing heaps of other jobs as well, operational type jobs, I often hear people in a role like that say something like, you know, if I didn't have to do everything else, I'd be really happy to keep doing the president's job for a long time. But I'm burnt out because I'm pushed and pulled, you know, from pillar to post. And unfortunately, it's the president job that goes because the on track stuff, the on field stuff has to happen. We can't not, we can't run an event without that happening. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the, yes, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it can be done. People can fill more than one role effectively. And given that we don't have an abundance of people sticking their hand up to volunteer means that that's often a necessity, but it's really important for us to clearly articulate what somebody is doing in each of the roles that they're feeling. Yeah. One of the things that, d- that didn't make the final cut was our discussion about the, well, an extended discussion about the sideline behavior of parents. And <laughs> I did share with Janita, look, I, I share this, this story with my BMX buddies all the time about how, when I was a participant in BMX, I was competitive and I've even got a third trophy to show for it. Obviously I don't make it known too widely that there were three people in my age group. 
<laughs> so I was consistent. But the other two in my age group were just at each other's throats the whole time on track. And that's fine. You know, then one would win one week, the next one. And that, they were really competitive riders. But their parents were abhorrent. It was just so mm. terrible to see these kids get, you know, our mum, Steve, remembers the names of these kids. When I was telling her this story in the lead up to the AGM, she said, I remember those parents. And I, she remembered the names of the kids. I won't say them just in case they are still listening and now parents in the sport themselves. But it was just terrible to see the parents yelling at them for coming second. And those parents who try and live vicariously through their kids. Yep. You know, I was never an Olympian, but you bloody will be. Now, the best we can do as parents is to stand on the sideline, like Janita said during the interview, and say, pedal, 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 pedal. That's good. <laughs> Especially when the kids... And I was, you know, I think I might have been 10. So, yeah, at the wow. time, big and tough. But looking back, I was um, as little as the other kids. And none of us deserved to get yelled at. Uh, we're, we're lucky that I didn't. But yeah, It's never others, okay. It's never okay, yeah. The final thing that I wanted to touch on was the, the, the little outgoing bit that Janita shared with us about having a vision and having that, the need for a vision as president to be shared and that she, she really did a great job of that. She has so many friends in the sport and they all remain her friend. You know, Janita, I've spoken to her several times since leaving the role of president and she will always have time for her BMX friends and she will always have time to contribute because she knows that we are all working towards a common vision. And she's yes. hopefully proud that she was part of, of establishing and, and fostering that vision. One of the things that I just quickly wanted to point to is the very honest feedback that Janita gave us about the whole one uh, cycle process. And I think that that's of great interest because so many sports are having that discussion right now. And even we've discussed, you know, amalgamations and mergers on a previous podcast episode and I think it's great for us to all learn from every one of those sports that follows a process like that to identify the shortcomings. And probably, you know, one of the big takeaways from Janita, in my opinion, is to follow your journey and to not uh, enable people to feel as though they are being pushed to make a decision for any financial or other reason. And while I was working with her as a BMXQ rep on that transition, you were working with her as a representative from one of the clubs that did the merger up north as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, things. Point. Everything around me is coming to an end. <laughs> yeah. Is it me? <laughs> so thank you very much, Janita. It was an absolute pleasure and a blast to spend time with you on the interview. Quite a bit of time that we enjoyed. Unfortunately, we did have to cut it back, <laughs> as Steve said. But we really look forward to staying in touch with Janita as she now transitions, transitions into her post-BMX president life. Yeah, and probably... Uh finds herself really busy in some other aspect, probably at cl in club land, maybe. Yes, there may be the pitter-patter <laughs> of tiny feet on the way. <laughs> oh. See, all good news, all good news. Steve, as always, it's an absolute pleasure to share these moments with you and to share the, the stories of others as well. Likewise. Thanks heaps, Janita. Lovely to chat and lovely to work together over the last however many years it's been. You're too many to count. To say now. <laughs> yeah, it is. And yeah, we look forward to seeing you all again next week. See you later.